Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hi, welcome back to People of Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner Badgley, and this week we will be wrapping up our conversation on helping people find their higher purpose and develop the nomadic wealth necessary to control their future with Jason Stapleton. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage checking that out. Some of the things we covered are his book, The Nomadic Wealth Formula, the concept and why it is important. Jason tells the story of his path to living a life of freedom. He also gives a brief discussion of his multidimensional background. Jason also shares his ideas on creating a good and powerful personal story that engages and captivates listeners. Last but not least, he talks about how he started, scaled, and monetized his podcast into a revenue-generating business. And in this episode, we will be covering the importance of his morning planning sessions and how he uses them to capture his sense of purpose on a daily basis. Knowing what you need to work on each day to achieve your goals, his advice on bridging the gap between 9-to-5 work and entrepreneurship, what makes him stand out in his ability to draw the inner greatness in someone else, and how he sees his purpose evolving in the next 10 to 20 years. Well, let's dive in. Here's to becoming people of purpose. I'm also really curious about these uh, those morning planning sessions that I heard you touch on um, briefly. And it seems like this is an important part of your life. And you also mentioned it in the context of making, um, a, inviting people to slowly um, recreate their rituals in a way that um, that uses kind of the things that you've taught them. You said that this is an important way to kind of inject yourself into their life in a consistent and positive way. Can you speak on the importance of your morning planning sessions and, and how you're, you're using them as like one of these high leverage points to kind of capture your sense of purpose every day? Yeah, absolutely. So I started this ritual. I, I was at, when I first started my company, um, I was struggling. Actually, it was before I started my company. I was, I was trying a multi-level marketing company of all things and was not having very much success at it at all. And I, so I, 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 I read a book and I don't remember the name of it. I really wish I had this because it was written by a woman um, or at least I'm listening to it on tape. It was a woman reading the book. So I don't know. <laughs> Back in my mind, I think a woman wrote it, but um, she was talking about in the book. One of the things she said was, if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling like, you know, t down on yourself, one of the things that you need to do is you need to be grateful and you need to recognize all of the good things that you have in your life. And she said, if you are struggling to find those things, then you start with, you know, the littlest, tiniest thing on earth. So when you wake up, if it's cold outside and you have carpet, then be grateful for the carpet when your feet hit the floor. If you go in and take a shower in the morning, you turn on that shower water and it flows hot. Thank, be grateful for the fact that you have hot water because most people don't. Mm -hmm. And I had never thought about gratitude that way. And so 
I ended up, um, I ended up starting to do that and put my feet on the ground gratitude. I started listening to uh, gratitude type books on my ride into the office. And slowly but surely my my mind began to change. And, and that's kind of how I got started in this world of prepping my mind at the very beginning. And then um, I read a book by, I think it was a 10X rule by Grant Cardone of all people. I don't, I, it's the, I find this stuff in the weirdest places, but Grant talked about when he woke up, he had a, a legal pad and he would write down all of his goals, but he would write them down as though they had already happened. So it was a form, I call it future casting, which is like, I'm going to, you know, so you would write down, um, I'm the, you know, I'm the number one guy in my space, or I own 40, if you're in the real estate business, I own a, a thousand rental properties, right? He would just write that stuff down every day. And he said he wouldn't, he wouldn't ask whether it was a legitimate goal. He just, whatever he was feeling, whatever he wanted that day, he just write it out. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a beautiful thing to do. I said, that, that's, that seems like something I, I could probably benefit from. And so I started doing it. Every morning, get up, make my coffee, write out my, write out my life the way I want it to look. What, what kind of relationships do I want to have? What kind of friends do I want to have? All that stuff get, gets written down. And then at the end of that, now I have all of my life's goals, like big, long-term, pie-in-the-sky dream type of goals. Now I got to do something today. And I always ask, okay, what are the three things that I want to get done today that are going to move me closer towards this vision that I have for myself and for my world? And those three things are the three things that I go after that day. And I, it's never more than three. Sometimes it's one if I just have one thing, but it's normally like three things and I can try and knock those off my list. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's, that's my whole morning ritual. So now the only thing I've changed is since I moved to Southern California a few years ago, now I typically go on a morning walk while I'm kind of like thinking about my life. And before I do my future casting, kind of the stuff I got to get done that day, I, uh, you know, I, I take care of all of that stuff on my walk. And then I'm really well prepared when I get back home to start my day. And you bring nothing on your walk. You're not listening to any podcasts or audio book. Oh, no, yeah, I'll listen, I'll listen to an audio book or something. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that. I'll listen to a podcast, whatever, you know, whatever kind of I'm into that day. Yeah. One of the things I noticed uh, having a startup, I'm in my seventh month of my startup. So it feels like we're rounding a corner, but there's still all these like things you have to build all the time. How do you, how do you know when it's time to... Like for me, it's, it's easy to identify, you know, we have a strategic partnership that's coming our way from these eight figure entrepreneurs that have grown two eight figure companies. They want an equity share in our company to help us scale it up. I'm extremely excited about that prospect. I want to do everything I can to make that work really well. But at the same time, I'm trying to like develop our bookkeeping system. <laughs> One of them is way more energizing to me, feels way higher leverage to our company, but nobody else is going to go build that bookkeeping system. How do you know what you need to work on each day? Um, well, so how do I know? Well, I, so I break it down. I, we, do, we do what are called 90-day sprints at our company. So every 90 days we come together. Is this from Traction? Are you using um, the Traction system? What's Traction. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. It's probably, it, this is not a new concept, right? Lots, lots right, of right. people, there have been books written on this. I can't remember um, where I got the concept from, but essentially it's like we treat every 90 days like a year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so Same with our sit, company. Okay, good. Yeah. So every 90 days we get together and we have a new set of goals and we look at the last month of the last quarter, whether we hit our goals or not. And then we say, okay, what do we need to do? What do we want to accomplish this quarter? What are the things that need to get done? Mm-hmm. We make a list out and then we go after those. So, so I, um, I call those benchmarks. So my quarterly targets are benchmarks. And then every day I'm asking, okay, what tasks need to get done? What are the three things that need to get done today to ensure that we're one step closer to, to meeting the benchmarks for the quarter? Got it. Uh, and so that's, that's more of a more of a technical thing that we, uh, how we operate inside the company, but, but how do I know is I know what my benchmarks are. So let's say that like this quarter, one of the things that we wanted to do was um, we wanted to, we want to launch a nomadic wealth webinar that's going to talk about how to build an information business. And we're going to stack a bunch of a bunch of stuff together on content marketing and stuff that's really going to help people not just start their first business, but also to make it profitable. So I teaching them how to market and sell what they've got. So um, well, in order to do that, I have to create a lot of content. And we also are doing a big copy clinic next week, where I'm going to be talking about copywriting, and uh, I'm taking a handful of people through that course. Uh, well, the stuff that we're going to do in that copywriting clinic, a lot of that content, I will then be able to use in these other products that I'm creating. And so to, to give you a way, the way my mind works is I get up and I say, okay, if I want to get to the end of this quarter and hit our revenue goals and our content goals, what do I got to be working on today? What's the first step? What's the most important thing? Okay, then what's the second most important thing? What's the third most important thing? That's the stuff I got to get off my plate. And so that's, that's how I do it every day. I love it. Thank you for making that so simple. Um, Another thing that I know that my audience struggles with, um, because I've had every week, I seem to have have questions about this is uh, they make me feel like I'm some sort of like courageous, brave hero that stepped away from the nine to five. And I don't really have that that feeling about about it. I think it's more of your ability to kind of step out of your comfort zone and take a risk knowing that you're driven by a purposeful vision that you're committed to achieving and you're going to go figure it out. You're going to ask the right questions. You're going to learn what you need to learn. What, what advice do you have for people to bridge that gap from the nine to five to entrepreneurship? Well, it's, it is a, first of all, I think it's important that, that you, if you work a nine to five, the assumption is, is that this is a safer way for you to live because you have somebody who is giving you a job and you know that that job is there every day and you know that the paycheck is going to come every other week or every month like clockwork uh, because and that's the, they feel like there's a sense of security there. And the way I talk to people about this, I say, imagine you were an entrepreneur. Imagine you were doing really well. Um, you're making plenty of money. Life was good. Family was good. You had enough to take a little vacation. Like you were, you felt really happy. Problem was you only had one client, just one. And a hundred percent of your revenue was coming from one client. If you're in the real estate business, all of your income comes from one rental property. Okay. Well, what happens if there's no tenant in that property? What happens if they leave and now it takes you three, four, five, six months to find another tenant? What happens if, if you lose that one client that you've got for your company? And now you go from feeling really good, having a you know, decent amount of money and, and living a good life to having no money. I said, you know, do, do you feel like you'd feel safe as an entrepreneur with just one client or one property? Or do you think you'd be waking up in a cold sweat every night, hoping and praying that that one client didn't find a better deal somewhere? Well, 
when we work for somebody else, that's essentially what we're doing is that we have one income stream coming from one person. And it doesn't matter how much money we make at that job. If all we got is one person, we're putting ourselves in a very dangerous, a very precarious situation. Is it far better for us to have many clients, to have many properties that we that we draw income from? That way, if one goes down, it's okay. We've we've got others. Not only that, it's even better if we have more clients, more clients, more people who want to work with us than we can work with. Right? There's a line of people waiting for the opportunity to come and work with us. There are um, there are a flood of properties. We can't buy them fast enough. Right? So this is the type of position we really want to be in. And that's what I want people to think about first is that you are not safer by choosing to work for somebody else, by not choosing to go out on your own and start that side business. What you're doing is putting yourself, your family, your future um, in a very dangerous position. And once we understand that, everything else becomes much easier. Uh, to understand. It's like, okay, well, I recognize it. What do I have to do? Well, don't quit your job. That's kind of crazy to do. I'm just going to, I'm just going to up and quit, right? Unless you can see a path to paying your bills, outright leaving your job is probably not the right choice. But can we bolt on an additional income stream? Sure. How are we going to do that? Well, then we, then we have to go a little bit deeper. We have to start talking about what your interests are, what your rare and specialized talents and skills are. If you're like, dude, I don't have any. I've been working on a line at Ford Motor Company for the past 28 years, and and I don't really have any skills other than putting rivets into metal. Well, we're going to have to work on that. So your number one goal for you is to reinvest as much cash as you can in you and increasing your human capital, learning some new skills. We start talking about what, what are you interested in? Like if you could do anything. But you, you don't, if you could do anything you wanted to, if money, if money was no obstacle, if, if information's time and space were no obstacle, what would you do with your life? See, I asked myself that question years ago and I said, well, I want to be in the financial industry. I, you know, I want to be like a, like a broker. I want to be like a, you know, a money manager or maybe a, maybe a, a trader. That was a crazy idea at the time because I knew nothing about the stock market, like nothing. Didn't know how it worked, didn't know how orders got routed, didn't know anything. And then, you know, five years later, um, a successful currency trader who's decided that he's going to start an education company, which was an idiotic idea to start with, too, because I didn't know nothing about the education business. I, the, the most I knew about the Internet was how to turn my computer on, do a Google search. Like, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And so at three o'clock in the morning, there I was sitting in front of my computer in Afghanistan, learning how to code. That was how I did it. And so I think for people who want to make that change, you just need to, uh, first thing we got to do is decide what kind of life you want to have, what you want to, what you're interested in and what you want to pursue. And I don't think that people give themselves enough credit for that because it's, we are, we have for the first time in human history, we have the luxury of being able to consider our own happiness and our own fulfillment in the work that we do. If you go back just a generation, go back to your folks, that was a concept that they would not have even considered. Wait, what? Your, your happiness? Shut up, you idiot. You got bills to pay. You got a family to feed. You, you know, you're done considering your happiness, right? Right. But that's today, that's a real, that's something that we all get to consider. And so if you're doing work that you find unfulfilling, if you're not happy, if you, you look at your life and you're just like, this is drudgery, dude, it's within your power to change it. And not only that, but what kind of disservice are you doing to yourself by not pursuing that? 
if it's there for you to have. So that's that's kind of the way I talk with new people who are looking at moving into entrepreneurship. This isn't, you're not some brave, bold soul. You know, you're doing something that's right. You're, 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 you're choosing to put your own interests, your own loves, your own passions, your own purpose in front of, uh, you know, the, the, the mantra or whatever roadmap that somebody else is stuck in front of you. And you said, I'm not going to do it the way you did it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. We need more people like that. And what if people are saying, I don't know the way I want to do it. How do you, how do they find that out? Well, I have some, some, some things I can take them through, but here's the bottom line. I don't really want to work with those people. So that, that is, I'm not, I don't want to try and convince you that you need to do this. And then I got to, you know, we got to sit down and freaking dig through and find out something that you're interested in. And then you got, I don't want to have to do that. It's like when I work with traders uh, in my currency trading company, I didn't want to work with new traders. I wanted to work with guys who'd been doing it six months, a year, two years, and had not been able to figure out how to make it profitable. Because those guys, if they're still doing it, are highly motivated. They're committed yeah. to doing it. They want change to happen. And they just like, they're like, dude, just tell me, help me. This is what I'm doing. Help me do it better. That's the kind of entrepreneur I want to work with. They can be new. I, I don't care about them being new, but they need to come to it and be like, dude, here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm passionate about. Uh, I want to get out of this nine to five job. How do I make this into, into that? How do I do that with this? And that's such an easier process. Uh, I'm, I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting my clients. And so that's, I, I can kind of answer that question, but I really just want to work with people who already kind of got that figured out. Right. That makes sense. Cool. What do you consider to be your, your superpower around purpose? Like when you're working one-on-one -on -one with people, what, what makes you stand out in your ability to kind of draw out that inner greatness in someone else? Yeah, I think two things. I have, for whatever reason, the ability to make very complex ideas simple to understand. Um, and I, 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 rec I started recognizing this when I was teaching currency trading because I taught a very complicated mathematical t style of trading using Fibonacci retracements and advanced pattern formations and stuff. It's a very complicated thing to teach. Uh, and I realized, hey, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. And I, I can kind of break these concepts down in a way that people get. Mm -hmm. And then when I started talking about politics and economics and be being as libertarian as I am, I, I started breaking down the concepts that a lot of people did not understand and making it really simple so that they, they could wrap their head around the ideas when we talk about limited government peace, tolerance, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. All of those things um, are things that uh, I, I help to simplify the concept of. And uh, so when I, when I got into this, that's one of my real superpowers in, in being able to educate is making these very complicated things easy to understand and implement. And then I think secondly, is because I have done it in multiple industries and, and now I've worked with people in so many different industries, uh, I, the depth of my the depth of my knowledge uh, on, a, on a broad set of industries is pretty good at this point. There, every once in a while, I get hit with one that I don't know much about. Like I, I got a client right now in the trucking industry who does, uh, who routes like orders and, and helps people find orders to run and uh, dispatching. 
and, and I don't, I know nothing about it. He's like, oh, how am I going to go and, and find some more people to do this? And I'm like, well, dude, we got to have a longer conversation because I know nothing about how, where they go, where they hang out. I mean, I, I know nothing about that industry, but it, that's rare, right? I normally, I know a little something about all the industries where people come to me uh, because all, most of them work the same. Like if I had a guy who was in the chocolate business, well, you know, chocolate, if you're selling chocolate online, that's, that's just a, that's the physical products business. It's, it's not, not that much different. And so um, those two things, having such a, 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 such a broad knowledge of industries, as well as my ability to make things simple, I think is why people are drawn to me and why they want to work with me. Very cool. And what does that look like or feel like when people are working with you? Are you doing like a weekly Zoom call? Are you with them every day for a week? Are you going in person? What, what does that arrangement feel like? That's ah, a good question. It depends on the client. So most of my clients, we meet once a week. Uh, they have they get questions they get to ask me, and um, and I answer them as best I can. Uh, I have a that's that's a very it's called my Freedom Accelerator group. That's just a group of entrepreneurs who are trying to who are all kind of together in our little group and who are working to build their businesses. And I support them through training and through teaching and. Q&A sessions like that. Uh, I have one level above that's called my platinum group. And those are um, entrepreneurs who I work with one-on-one in Zoom calls every other week. So they have the ability to book uh, a, a one to two hour session with me um, well, twice a month if they want to, but very rarely do they book one more than more than once every month or two. Uh, and they come in and we work on their business. I give them some direction and then they go out and implement. So that's another level. Um, and then I also have coaching programs that I sell, which are just like, hey, if you want to learn how to influence, well, I have a personal branding course that you can buy and, you know, go and apply what you learn. And then last but not least, I have private, like, like actual clients, private clients that I work with. And that could involve anything from me writing sales copy for them to developing their funnels uh, online to going and flying to their office and working with them on kind of the pageantry of movement that happens when people come into their office. So if you're a a wealth advisor or you're a, a, a chiropractor, either one, people come to your office and that's where they get sold and that's where they get upsold. And so everything that happens in that office from the time they book the appointment to when they show up to what happens once they pass through the, you know, the, the doorway to when they leave, all of that needs to be very carefully orchestrated. And so most people don't give it any concern at all. So one of the things I'll do is go there and show them how they need to be doing it and showing them all the holes in their company that are costing them money. Because again, like I said, when I was trying to develop my brand, I went to somebody to help me do it because I was just too close to it. Well, people who work in their own businesses every single day are oftentimes too close to their own business to see all the problems that exist. And oftentimes it's very easy to fix. Just like, dude, why do you do it that way? And they're like, I don't know. Like, I haven't even, I haven't even considered that. They're like, well, I'm like, well, if you did it like this, uh, it probably improve your retention rate. You probably sell a lot more stuff. They'd be like, dude, why didn't I think of that? Well, because you're too close to your business. Um, you just need that outside eyeballs uh, sometimes to help to help get you over the hump. But that's that's how, it, depending on how much money they have, where they're at with their business and what they want me to do, it can be very hands-on or it can be just sort of like, hey, here, I created this thing. And if you'd like to learn, um, you know, you can, it's 300 bucks. Yeah. Definitely. I love it. Cool. 
Um, lastly, I wanted to kind of talk about where, where all this is going for you, your, your legacy, your vision, how has your purpose kind of evolved during your career and where do you kind of see it evolving to over these next 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, my, my goal right now is to free as many people as possible or to help as many people find that freedom for themselves. I, I view myself, um, like there's lots of names. They're like, oh, he's a guru. He's a mentor. He's like, yeah, he's a, a coach. I, I view myself as a guide, uh, just simply because a, you know, a, a guide travels with you. A guide has been where you want to go and he's like, oh yeah, I'll take you there. You know, a, a coach might teach you what you need to do to get spun up. Um, an advisor might talk to you about, hey, when you go out and do these, here are the things that you need to pay attention to and feel free to give me a call, you know, if you run into any bumps or along the way or got any questions. But a guide is there and he says, look, I, I know exactly where you're going. I've been there before and I'll stay with you every step until you don't need me anymore. That's what a guy, that's what, I, that's the way I view what I do. And so I look at this world and I see a glorious opportunity. I think we live in the greatest time in human history where the world is flattening. It is becoming cheaper and easier for you um, to, to start your own business, to achieve that level of freedom in your life and a, a level of freedom and financial freedom and time freedom that we never thought was possible. And it's only going to get better. And so I want people recognizing that they don't have to be tethered to work they don't find enjoying, that they don't have to be uh, stuck in a job they don't enjoy. And once they make that leap, I want to help them create more wealth, more power, more influence in their lives than, um, than they ever thought possible. And so my, I'm, on, I'm on a mission to help do that. To, you know, I, wanna, I want to leave my dent in the universe, as Steve Jobs says. Uh, you know, I, I want people to, I want to impact as many lives as I can in a positive way, because I know if I do that, I'll be rewarded handsomely for it. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I resonate a lot with that. I hope to be where you are after I've figured out the beginnings of business. It's been a pleasure to talk with you today. No, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you too. Thanks so much. Um, what is it that you, that you want to direct people to? How can they get in contact with your work? Um, is there, there yeah, a call to action? Way. Yeah, if, if you guys, if, the, if your listeners want a free copy of my book, they can go to uh, nomadicwealthoffer.com, nomadicwealthoffer, and it will take you to a place where you can get a free digital download of the book. And uh, that's a great place to start if you want to know more. You can go to my podcast, Wealth, Power, and Influence, if you'd like to do that. And then, uh, you know, jasonstapleton.com is kind of like my website. I got a couple of articles there and a little bit about me if you want to know more, but, you know, not much else. And, uh, but those are probably the three places, but definitely go get the book because it's well worth time, your time to read. And it's not a long book either. It's about a hundred pages. So you can, you could tear through it in an afternoon. I think I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for chatting with us today, Jason. I know that some of the things you shared on this podcast are definitely going to land with, with, with listeners. I know for sure with me, what you said about, um, how you have to reimagine the risk tolerance of leaving the nine to five. I know that that's something that's going to land with people. And then as a business owner, like making those decisions off of the benchmarks that, that meant a lot to me too. Hmm. And then in, in, in general, like this podcast is called people of purpose. We're here to talk about people's sense of purpose and how that's going to impact people. Um, and I think that you're definitely living a life fully aligned with, with your sense of purpose. It comes through in your self-expression 
you you have an authenticity and a knowingness and a certainty to what you say and and i um i can understand why people want to go with you on the on these journeys and and why you want to be a guide to people and i know that you would be committed every step of the way it's really cool thank you very much that's very kind of you yeah appreciate it thanks for being on the podcast today jason thanks so what actionable step are you going to take next do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this episode or the podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me, to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, join our intentional group Purpose Seekers from the Facebook page. Join in longer form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sales and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming 